Hi, this is Rick Warren, and welcome to Daily Hope. Did you know that God gave you spiritual gifts that he expects for you to use to help other people? God didn't give you your gifts for your benefit. He gave you them for the benefit of others, and he gave other people their gifts for your benefit. The Bible says in Romans 6.13, Give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body, that means every gift you've got, as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Now, you may already know what your gifts are. You may just not be using them to help other people. Or maybe you don't even know what your gifts are. Either way, you're going to learn today how to use what you've been given for the benefit of others. I'm glad you've joined us on Daily Hope. Let's get started. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in a very popular series taught recently at Saddleback Church on surviving relationships God's way. It's called, You Make Me Crazy. So whether you know a crazy maker or you are a crazy maker, this series is definitely for you. And now with part three of a message called, Finding the Love of Your Life, it's taken from various portions of scripture, Pastor Rick. People say, why did God choose the parents I've got? I mean, my parents, they didn't do diddly squat in my life. In fact, they they hurt me. But you know what? They're your parents. And why did God choose those people to be your parents? Regardless of whether they were good, bad, or terrible parents, God chose them. Why? Because they had just the DNA to create you. And God was more interested in creating you than in their parenting skills. They may have been a terrible parent, but you wouldn't be existing if it weren't for the DNA of your mom and your dad. So I'm not saying honor their sin. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say honor their abuse. The Bible doesn't say honor their neglect. You don't have to, you have to honor the fact that God chose them because without them, you wouldn't exist. They had just the right sperm and egg to create you. And God was more interested in making you than he was how well a parent they were. So, no uncontrolled anger, no addictions, no bitterness. The only command with a promise. Number five, whoever I marry must not be selfish. Not selfish. Why? Proverbs 28, 25 says this, selfish people cause trouble. Would you circle that, star it, underline it, put an arrow toward it, a Reno sign, and you know, it's pointing. Selfish people cause trouble. So you just look in your dating. Does he ever open the door for you? Do they only talk about themselves when you're together? You know, when somebody talks about themselves a day, sometimes that's fascinating, it's kind of cute, it's kind of interesting. After you get married, it wears off real quick. Can you talk about something else besides your hair? Or your car, or your dream, or, you know. Can you talk about anything else? The Bible says selfish people cause trouble. The number one cause of conflict in marriage, when you boil it all down, people say, how do you keep conflict out of marriage? Simple, get rid of selfishness. 
Conflict comes because I want what I want, you want what you want, we're both selfish, and neither one of us are willing to budge. It's immaturity, it's selfish. And the more unselfish I am, then the more we're gonna get along, the more unselfish you're gonna be because it responds back to each other. Don't go with an unselfish, with a selfish man. Proverbs 18, verse one. People who do not get along with others are only interested in themselves. They will disagree with what everyone else knows is right. Don't point at them right now, please. <laughs> People who don't get along with others are only interested in themselves. They'll disagree with everybody knows what they, they make their living by being opposite. Don't selfish. Now, the next one. This one may surprise you, but it's a, it's a non-negotiable. The person I marry cannot be greedy. That's what the Bible says. I'm only teaching you what the Bible says. And it, it, if you want a peaceful marriage, you want a successful marriage, don't marry a greedy man, don't marry a greedy woman. Proverbs 15, 27. A greedy man does what? Brings trouble to his family. I would encourage you maybe to do a study on this. The damage that greed does to love, the damage that greed does to marriage, the damage that greed does to children, it does to families. If you marry a greedy spouse, you will be in debt your entire life. You will always be in debt because they will always spend things, money they don't have, to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't even like. You will always be in debt in your marriage if you marry a greedy person because they don't know how to live within a budget. They don't know how to live on less. I gotta have it and I gotta have it now. I'm gonna live within my means even if I have to charge it. <laughs> Proverbs 23 verse six makes, takes it even more blatant. Don't eat at the table of a stingy person. I guess that means not going out to dinner. Don't eat at the table of a stingy person. Don't, 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 don't hang out with those kind of people. Now, one of the clearest signs of emotional health, this is now we're getting on the opposite side, is the opposite of the last two, selfish and greedy. The Bible says run from that. If you see selfishness, she's always talking about her. She's only interested in her. He's only interested in him. Or they're greedy. They're very materialistic. If they're very materialistic, the Bible says run. The opposite of that, the two of the ultimate signs of emotional health are generosity and kindness. Generosity and kindness. And so that's the next one. Clearest sign of emotional health is they must be generous and kind. Are they generous and are they kind? Now why do I wanna marry somebody who's generous? Why is that important? Why do I want to marry somebody who's kind? Well, look at what the Bible says. A generous man will prosper. Do you want to marry a guy who prospers? Then you better marry a generous man. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. They're also far easier to get along with. But also kindness. Proverbs 7, 11, 17. A kind-hearted woman gains respect and a kind man benefits himself. But cruel people bring trouble. There's that word again, trouble, on themselves. Notice, greed brings trouble. Selfishness brings trouble. Bitterness brings trouble. Addictions bring trouble. 
But generosity and kindness, that brings benefit. It brings prosperity. It brings respect. I only got time for one more. An emotionally healthy person tells the truth. Tells the truth. An emotionally healthy person tells the truth. Proverbs 20, verse 7. Why do I want to marry a person who tells the truth? Because the Bible says this. A righteous person lives on the basis of his integrity and his children will be blessed even after he is gone. You want your children to be blessed? Then you marry somebody who tells the truth. Now why is this so important? Everybody look up here. Love is based on trust. And trust is based on truth. If you don't tell me the truth, I can't trust you. And if I can't trust you, how can I love you? Guys, if you lie to a girl that you're dating, you're going to lie to your wife later on. Girls, if a guy's lying to you about what he's doing right now, he's going to lie to you even more when he's married. I'm doing this because I want to protect you. Don't marry somebody who doesn't have integrity. But when you find somebody who's got integrity, the Bible says that's going to bring blessing not only on you and your marriage, but on your kids too. Even after they die. Now, did you notice in this entire list there was not one word about appearance? (laughs) Did you notice that? Not one word about how they look. How sexy. You know, is she, is she Susie Swivelhips? You know, I mean, a hunk of hunk of burning love. All right. That's Rick Warren with just a portion of today's message called Finding the Love of Your Life. It's from the series You Make Me Crazy. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But first, you might not know this, but there's a whole lot more to Rick Warren than his best-selling purpose-driven life book. In fact, rickwarren.org is packed with resources taken from Pastor Rick's 30-plus years of preaching and teaching. This includes CDs, DVDs, free streaming sermons, Bible studies, small group resources, and much more. And it's all there at rickwarren.org. Also, you can request prayer, find out what it means to trust your life to Christ, and sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. So, visit us online today at rickwarren.org. There's more daily hope with Pastor Rick in just a moment. We all have relationships that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a spouse, sibling, co-worker, or a nutty relative. That's why you need the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. In this six-part DVD series and study guide, Rick Warren helps you do more than just survive crazy relationships. He helps you thrive in them. The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So call 800-600-5004 to request yours today. Call 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. Our culture teaches the exact opposite of what the Bible teaches. Our culture teaches you that the number one thing you need in marriage is you need to be sexy. You need to be good looking. Our entire society is built on the idea that you marry somebody beautiful. And that if you marry somebody who is attractive, 
then your marriage is going to be great. And you're going to be happy. And they're going to meet every need in your life. Now friends, if that were true, the marriages that would last the longest would be Hollywood marriages. Because they're all better looking than all of us. Is that true? Do Hollywood marriages, do the best looking people have the longest lasting marriages? Tell me, is that true? Ask Kim Kardashian. Not a chance. Not a chance. It has zero to do with the success of your marriage. Because I hate to tell you this, you're not going to stay sexy forever. Unless you're me. All right. Now. <laughs> the Hollywood myth is that all you need to get married is romantic feelings, sexual attraction, want to get rid of your loneliness, and then that'll be it. Everything will be great. No, it won't. Those are not the reasons to marry. You may be tired of being noticed are not noticed and you want to be noticed somebody pays you a little attention and you think well, I should marry this person they're paying me attention no do you have spiritual unity do you have life purpose compatibility are they emotionally healthy those aren't these aren't reasons enough to marry there she's good looking and paying me attention I could probably get a baboon to do that too to you say well, come on, Rick. I'm not sure if I'll ever find anybody who fits this. Oh, really? I did. And you can too. When Kay and I got married, Leonard Ravenhill, who was a great preacher of the previous generation, sent us a wedding card. I've never forgotten. He said this. God always gives his best to those who leave the choice to him. I wanted God's best in my life, and I got it. And I wasn't going to settle for somebody who was, I, when, I, when I was in school, I was pretty popular. I was class president every year and student body president. My, from eighth grade, seventh grade, through my freshman year of college, I was president every single year. I was a party animal. <laughs> and I dated a lot of really cute girls. Any of them would have been disastrous. Would have been disastrous for me because we didn't have these issues. And to build it simply on sexual attraction, the feeling of being noticed, the fear of loneliness, wanting to be loved, we share a lot in common, we're having fun, those are all great things, but they're not enough to build a marriage on. And that's why every one out of every two and a half marriages ends in divorce. I want to remind you again, a bad marriage is a thousand times worse than staying single. Now, as we've gone through this list, you have may, some of you may have realized you're currently dating somebody who would be a disaster to marry. What do you do? <laughs> run, that's right, run. The fact is, the longer you date somebody, the more painful it's going to be to break up. I would encourage you to try to figure out in the first two dates, do they fit this situation here? 
any of these here. Look for these things. So I would suggest that maybe on some of your early dates you spend more time talking than you do watching a movie. Because if you get into a relationship over a long period of time, the longer you're in it, the more painful it's going to be to get out of it. Anybody want to agree with that one? Yeah. The longer you're in it, the more painful it is to get out of it. So you want to find out quickly, do we have spiritual unity? Eh. We got purpose unity? Eh. Emotionally healthy? <laughs> I mean, he's got biceps, but forget it, man. That's about all he's got. Okay. All right, he dresses nice. Yeah, well. Let me give you some ending advice. Proverbs 6, look here on the screen. This is a passage actually talking about financial commitment, but it applies here too. If you have trapped yourself in an agreement called dating, and you're caught by whatever you said, quick, Get out of it immediately. Swallow your pride. Go and get your name released. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Shoot, blame me. Pastor Rick told me to do it. I don't mind being the heavy. Proverbs 28, 23 on the screen. In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. So what I suggest you do is you don't keep prolonging a relationship that you know is going nowhere. If you know it's going nowhere, don't continue it. Well, I won't have anybody to take me out on Friday night. A bad marriage is a million times worse than not going out on Friday night. And the longer you're in a relationship, the more difficult it's gonna be to get out of it. Does that make sense? So kind of size them up quickly. Write these down, put them on a little card, pull them out the first date. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> Do you have uncontrolled anger? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Are you selfish? Can we talk about me? <laughs> Are you greedy? Would you pick up the tab? <laughs> You can figure this one out pretty quick. You don't have to be that blunt, but uh, if you want to get married, God bless you. The Bible says, he who finds a wife findeth a good thing. It's a good blessing. It is a blessing. There's a blessing of God. You need to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ yourself. If you haven't done that, you need to start there. You need to get spiritually connected to God. Get that third leg of the stool already in your life. And then I want to challenge all of you tonight to commit yourselves to God's standard. I will not let oceans of emotion sway me into making a stupid decision. I mean, given the right situation, as I said, you can get a quiver in your liver. <laughs> and you fall in love with the idea of being in love. But don't make a stupid decision. Don't date until your own emotional hurts are healed. Deal with those things. Get them done. Get them settled. Close the door. Get rid of the bitterness. Get rid of that. You got an anger problem? Fine. You can get rid of an anger problem. I've helped thousands of people get rid of an anger problem. But don't carry that with you. 
I remember marrying a couple many, many years ago here at Saddleback. And about five years later, we had them over for dinner. And the woman told me, she said, you know, Rick, when I walked down that aisle in that white dress, she said, I had no idea that I was carrying an entire bag of emotional garbage on my back. And I took all that garbage into a marriage. Friends, marriage does not create problems. It reveals them. The problem was already there in you or in your boyfriend or girlfriend. It was already there. And the more you can deal with it before you get married, the happier your marriage is going to be, the more God-honoring it's going to be, the more fulfilling it's going to be. And you will have that deep soul intimacy that is personal, it is relational, it is sexual, it is spiritual. It is the oneness that comes from being unified in our relationship to God, our relationship to our purpose, our relationship to our calling, our relationship to each other. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, he'll share an encouraging closing thought with you. But first, don't forget to visit us online at rickwarren.org. Wondering what it takes to have a better marriage? Wanting to learn to dig deep into God's Word? Wishing you could find the healing for your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Get what you need when you visit the online store at rickwarren.org. You can also request prayer or sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit rickwarren.org today. Now before Rick's closing thought, you wouldn't be human if there wasn't at least one relationship in your life that drives you crazy. Maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be a spouse or parent co-worker or neighbor, or maybe it's that nutty aunt who you only see once a year. But whoever the crazies are in your life, they have the potential to really bring you down and distract you from the life God wants for you. That's why Pastor Rick wants to send you his six-part DVD series and study guide called The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. This was a very popular Bible study at Saddleback Church. It gives you the practical tools to survive difficult relationships God's way. It's his gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. And you might have heard us say before that Daily Hope is a 100% listener-funded broadcast, which is why your financial support is so vital. So call to give today and let us say thanks by sending you Rick's six-part DVD series and study guide, the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit, and get started on improving your tough relationships today. Call us at 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. When you call, consider chipping in just a little extra to help keep Daily Hope on this station. And now, here's Rick with a final note of encouragement. If you really want to find the love of your life, the first step is to surrender your life to Jesus. Why? Because your relationship to Jesus will affect every other single relationship you have or will ever have. Now, you know you've surrendered to God when you rely on him to work things out instead of you trying to work them out yourself. You let go and you let God work inside of you. You stop fretting, you stop working, you stop worrying about the problems in your life. Here's one of the great truths of life. You don't have to be in charge. In fact, a surrendered heart shows up best in relationships. When your heart is surrendered to Jesus, you're not self-serving. You don't demand your rights. You don't try to manipulate the relationships to fit your desires. 
As the Bible says in Psalm 37, surrender yourself to the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you do that on a daily basis? You know you're surrendered to God when instead of trying harder, you trust more. Now, you can know more about surrendering your life to Jesus at my website, rickwarren.org. Just look for the Know God tab, and there's a video there, and there's a guide explaining what it means to surrender your life to Jesus. I'd love to hear from you. Write me at rick at rickwarren.org. And thanks for listening, and join me next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.